Welcome. It's that time of the week. It's Monday night. It's the wrap up. Myself, Johnny Jensen, creator of the Team Superdad community and the Hero Academy program, joined as always, waiting behind the scenes, Glenn, aka Dating Dad. This is the wrap up. We are so excited to have you here with us, either on the video or on this podcast. Roll the. Welcome to Team Super Dad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad. Mr. Glenn, how are you? Welcome to the Team Super Dad wrap up. Oh, thank you very much. Very, very, very happy to be here. You caught me glancing at the screen and reading an old post. Do you ever read something you wrote a little while ago and you've forgotten it so much that when you're reading it, you're amused by it and just uh, half in recognition and half in... That's really quite funny. Well, as I rapidly approach my 100th episode of the Team Superdad podcast, yes, I do listen to old episodes of the Team Superdad podcast. (laughs) 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 I have a little... <laughs> and I play that sound effect as I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, I, I just I think if you're a content creator, then you're gonna check in on stuff. You're gonna like, sh- should it be updated? Have I got anything to say about that? We've just been through the running order for tonight. That's prompted us to mention a subject which you've written about. So you've gone back there, and mm-hmm. then you've had a little buzz where you've gone. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm quite good at that. I, I, well, I, 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 used to, I used to love, and I still, I love writing. I love being creative. I've stopped writing my Dating Dad blog um, for a year now. The last post was on my 40th. Uh, and, and yeah, it was, it was causing too many problems with romantic life. So I've uh, kind of put it on the back burner for the time being because a dating blog that makes it harder to date isn't very useful. Oh, the irony. That's like, mm. that's like cl- crossing the streams. That is proper dark yeah it's very frustrating but you know the whole point <laughs> of this is to to, to find love so uh, let's let's try and optimize my chances okay good well, we'll see if we can give that a little tickle if you're joining us for the first time welcome where have you been for the last 53 episodes of the wrap-up and near 100 episodes of the team super dad podcast we do this every week we have a bit of a giggle a piss take we we, we we come up with a really sensible running order of things that have been going on in the world and then pretty much end up not talking about any of it because um, more often than not, something stupid has happened in my life or something interesting has happened in Glenn's life uh, or Glenn's got a very, very well thought out view on something that I've <laughs> given very little thought to, but have an opinion on. So that, that's basically how the wrap up works. Um we used to do it on a Thursday. It seemed more appropriate to have booze on a Thursday. Is it, is it, I don't think we ever did it on a Thursday. It was always a Friday. Oh, Friday. Do you Friday. need to go back and re-listen to these things again? Have I? I know you can't joke about Alzheimer's and dementia and stuff, but do, do you ever wonder, like, have, have I got it? I thought I thought I worked it out whether I'd had it or not, but I forgot. <laughs> Oh, Jimmy Greaves, R.I.P. Uh, yes, indeed. Do you want to do you want to tell our American listeners, listeners about the legend that is Greavesy? Yeah. So, Jimmy Greaves, a soccer legend, a football player, a striker, 
centre forward, the guy that gets the goals, and boy, did Jimmy Re- Jimmy Greaves get the goals. Uh, he was a, uh, a a lad brought up literally in the east end of of London, as I understand from the documentary I saw not not too long ago. Um, uh, picked up by Chelsea actually um, when he was uh, just just a teenager. I heard him talking about it, and uh, they said that the Chelsea youth coach was so like determined to get him that he that he sweetened the deal with fifty Irish pounds to Jimmy Greaves's dad. Basically, and that, that was <laughs> oh, kind of like bless a, them. unofficial uh, uh, transfer thing got him into the Chelsea uh, youth academy. Made his debut for Chelsea when he was seventeen, I believe. By the time he was nineteen, he he reached fifty top class. Goals like the fastest ever person mm. to reach that number at, at that time, and like he's like nineteen. So people that played with him consistently across all competitors, teammates, opposition, whatever, say he's one of the most naturally gifted strikers, not just of his generation, but of all time. Uh, went to AC Milan for six absolutely awful months, and on the documentary. He's loading up an old like transit, like a like a flatbed truck, and he's putting a putting a fridge on there and an oven, and it's just even though still scored like, eleven and fourteen though, it was still still razor sharp over there. It just didn't work out. They got a new manager who apparently just treated him like dog shit, like mm-hmm. you English scum kind of. Kind <laughs> of. I mean, the grand scheme of things, it's only like twenty five years after the war, sort of thing. Um, Came back, Tottenham bought him for 999,999p because I didn't want him to well, be the first. 99,999. It wasn't quite a million. That wasn't until Trevor Francis oh, many, many years later. Oh, sorry. Sorry. True. Sorry. The f- didn't want to put the pressure of being the first £100,000 player. Yeah. Yet. And then he went on to score uh, over th- 300 goals for Tottenham. Still the club's leading scorer of all time. The, the biggest tribute that anyone can say about him, though, is he was such a top bloke. Well, he's, he's such a top bloke. I mean, firstly, in ter- for those American listeners, if you imagine if Tom Brady and Michael Jordan somehow had some sort of hybrid kid in terms of the levels of talent, he is, if, you've, if all you've heard about football is Messi and Ronaldo, he would have been in that bracket if he'd been born and, and mm. raised and playing today. He was that, yeah. the, the, the best English goal scorer of all time. Maybe not the top scorer. But when you when you've got a goal, nearly a goal every single game, it's ridiculous. Um, and it's a mark of a man that he played for Spurs, Chelsea, and West Ham, three clubs who absolutely hate each other, and every single one of them loves him. You know, it's it's not like oh yeah, you used to play for the scum. No, everybody loves him. And uh, if it wasn't for for alcohol, he would have scored even more. So and then when it was a fantastic broadcaster, half of the legendary Saint and Greavesy, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. It, 81 that's not a bad innings not a bad innings at all he said there was a there was a like a montage of clips that he did and he goes he goes yeah me and uh, me and um me and bestie george best right me and another uh very talented famous footballer sadly an alcoholic of his time played for man united so greaves he said yeah me and george best were going to do a documentary on what it was like to uh be an alcoholic and play football in the 70s um if anybody knew us at that time, please come forward because we can't remember any of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all had nights out like that. They had years like that. 
So, yeah, I got goosebumps when they, when they were doing all the tributes on Sky Sports on, on Saturday. I was getting goose, goosebumps. Like, I think because, obviously because of Tottenham, but, but then the whole TV thing and someone gets reaches that sort of legendary status, you, you can't. And I generally have a, some weird, like, didn't know the person, love for him. Like, mm, it's, and it's, it's weird that one of his most famous moments was something he didn't do. And that was start in the World Cup final. He was England's best goal scorer, best striker by a distance in 1966. Got injured in whatever the round, uh, the one for the quarter. Last final. game was the, as the group stages, apparently. Yeah, um, and then uh, Hurst came in to replace him and scored against Argentina. Scored again, um, and then Greasy never won his place back, and so the, which is kind of lucky because Hurst he did all right in that final, but. It's, it's always one of those weird things that the, the thing that made him a legend was also what he didn't take part in. Um, but he was yeah. part of that World Cup winning uh, squad. So, yeah, we salute you. We certainly do. We were talking about c- celebrations, weren't we? Weren't we? I mean, and, 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 and how things evolve and change. But before we get into that, just briefly, if you are a dad, a man who wants to create a life, basically amp the game up really in your health, in your fitness, in your focus, in your finances, and ultimately so you can have more fun with your family and friends, then come on over to the Team Superdad group, uh, which is pretty much your gateway into everything we do at Team Superdad and the Hero Academy program. So teamsuperdad.com forward slash group, and that will, uh, like I said, get you in through the front door and we'll be absolutely delighted to have you there, whether in the group, whether in the academy or whether with the one-on-one coaching with myself. Got a lot of a lot of inquiries, a lot of new single dad clients coming through, mm-hmm. which is possibly a, a reflection on lockdown and COVID and people being sick of each other. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's huge um, surges in numbers, relationships breaking down, but but that's not because they've been broken down now. It's because they've been breaking down over the last two years. And then people have kind of stored up all those problems. And now they're thinking, you know what? Fresh start. Let's wipe the slate clean. Let's, let's move forward in freedom and happiness where everyone can be happier. And that, that is such an important thing. And I guess it's like, it's like the, it's like a reboot, isn't it? The big reset people resigning from jobs because they don't want to spend two hours commuting there and two hours commuting back. And they're almost like demanding a, like this, this reset, like a different pace mm-hmm. of life or a, a different set of priorities and being in a relationship that doesn't work is insane. You know, like get together, Mm. talk about what you want, set, set some goals, have a vision for the future. Talk about your values. Like, like are you, like you seem to be pretty negative all the time. Well, no, I'm not. I just, how I think (laughs) Well, this is basically a a window in on my marriage. Right. Um, I got, I got called your bullshit positive attitude. (laughs) <laughs> in one particular argument okay now the thing is if you're a bit of a negative person i would do your head in yeah yeah it has to be a blend doesn't it to me as positive so if if you find yourself in a relationship like that or you know you could have changed you could if you could grow not just grow apart but you could grow into a different person yeah you you can either grow together like two trees that are are together, you can grow in some sort of helixical orbit where you're both different, but you're both circling around the same gravity or you grow apart. 
you know, as, or one, you know, what often happens is one person does grow and the other one doesn't, and they want to stay the same. And so you still get this, this branching off. Yeah. Um, and so you just got to make sure the, the first two magnificent. Um, but as soon as you're not going around the same like viewpoint and you want the same sort of things and it's, you have, you, and you have to be attacking it in a different way and seeing yeah. if one of you can change Sandra D style. And if not, then uh, yeah, both own your future journeys. The thing I feared most before breaking up was what's going to happen after we break up. And then the day after we broke up, it was like, it was like, it was like, um, do you remember 1999 going into 2000? Y2K. <laughs> remember like, it's coming. All the computers are going to break. Every like, oh yeah, I'm a Y2K consultant. Yeah, I'm a thousand pounds a day. I work and fix you. And then basically they're going in like looking really important with a briefcase. And then it's like sitting down, open the computer. Oh, I'm very busy. I'm very... What are you doing? Oh, I'm fixing them. so we're back we're back yeah so yeah, yeah, Y2K. yeah. google just screwed at me for taking trying to do the big reveal on y2k it wasn't actually really, um, <laughs> well, this, this is the thing about journeys isn't it it's like imagine imagine you you're, you're sailing on a journey and you, everyone's always scared about what's over the horizon you, you're not going to be able to see what's over the horizon all you got to do is sail towards it and things will come into view and and yeah. that's that's this whole journey about things you, you you don't know what's over the horizon you can't see past it all you got to do is keep moving forward yeah so, like I said, got a lot of single dads coming and doing the uh, the kickstart program with me and the coaching and that. So, uh, if that's you, don't. The biggest my message right now is, don't spend six months, a year, two years arguing and stressing and destroying each other when actually the breakup could be a really healthy thing. So. Uh, and, do you know, on that point, Clint, it's been it's been like six years since we broke up. My ex and I are getting on. Oh, nice! That's, that's a that's a, a big step. If, if people have been listening, we did take the piss a while back because it transpired uh, that she was listening to our podcast but wouldn't actually talk <laughs> to me, which which we did find quite hilarious. And and I've I'm careful and sort of generous in these sessions not to uh, not to run her or our marriage down but what i can say at this moment in time is that it is a darn sight easier getting along and chatting uh naturally than than it than it than nonsense version of that mm-hmm. why oh i was trying to think what our segue was from that uh it <laughs> how did we work out that the segue into that or from that was planes trains and automobiles uh that wasn't uh, the planes, trains, and automobiles uh, segue, um, but I can quite easily do a separate segue. Um, because one, <laughs> of the, one of the things about owning your owning your journey and owning your life is you actually start getting to think through. Actually, what do I want out of life? What do I want to achieve? What do I want to do? And what a lot of people do is write themselves a bucket list. Have you got a bucket list, Johnny? Thank you, Glenn. Thank you for saving the show. There, uh, I, I, I I do have a bucket list. Most importantly, because of this conversation we had, I need to update my bucket list because I've realised it's actually bloody bloody old. <laughs> you were in a in a in a flipping tiny plane on Saturday, and Lindy hopping, which I don't even know really what it is, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It, 
uh, this is this is bizarre, really. And and the pilot you were with, as well as being a very accomplished pilot, was also very attractive. She is indeed. Yeah, she's she's a, a commercial airline pilot, so she flies on the planes out, she has a big seven three sevens and stuff um, all the time. Uh, I think she's up in the air on her way to or from Greece at the moment. And uh, yeah, so I'm, well, as, as Johnny said, I, I'm. It wasn't a bucket list. I was challenged by a friend. He said, uh, most people can't think of 50 things they want to do. They say they want to do things and they can't really think of anything. I said, mate, it's going to be hard to narrow it down. And so I've got this list of 50 things and I'm just working my way through them. And some of them are big, like go to Everest um, or uh, learn how to sail. Some of them are medium, like go to an opera. Um, And some of them are really small. Like I want to, I want to complete a Rubik's cube. Uh, and uh, I want to learn how to pick a lock. So there's skill-based ones, there's travel-based ones, there's experience-based ones. I wanted to see Spurs play in a final at Wembley. No, I said play, not win. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Um, and so what I do is I talk about these with, with friends, people I meet, because you never know what's going to happen. So the opera, that one, I spoke about, I was just chatting to a friend, and he heard, he heard about my list. Um, and he said, oh, you want to go? Opera, what? I'm a member of Glyndebourne. Now, oh, lovely. If you're going to go, yeah, for, go the, to the top. Oh, yeah, for, for those who don't know about opera, it's uh, if, if Wembley and Maracana for football was in a, was in a thing, if you're going to see something, you go there. If you're going to go to see Shakespeare, you want to go to the Globe. And if, if you want to see an opera, with the vicar, go to the Vatican. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That. And Glyndebourne is uh, kind of a membership organization in its, when I say there are, uh, there's a waiting list for about seven years or something stupid like that to get on the list to to, to be a member. And he said, yeah, yeah, I remember Glyndebourne, I saw you had tickets. And we did this full day. Because it's not just the opera. You sit with a picnic that you bring. We had um, seven hours of dining. Like, can I, can I just say, just so that we make everyone aware of how cool we both are, I've actually been to Glyndebourne and, and done the uh, same thing. I've lovely. only been one. My, my dad's been many times, but but it's who culture. This is this is the quality of people you are hanging out with. On the <laughs> I can You got two so people you, who've both been to Glyndebourne. Beautiful. You're sitting there in your in your your, your black tie and you're, you're eating through and you're drinking. You promenade up and down the water, and then you go and see the first half of the opera. And it happened to be um, an operatic interpretation of my favourite Shakespeare play, Much Ado About Nothing. So that was even better. Um, have more drink, more food, and then more opera, and then more drink and more food. It's just lovely. So, and that was it. And uh, someone else mentioned, uh, I said I wanted to learn how to waltz. So I happen to know uh, someone who's he's a world champion at the gay games. And he said, I'll teach you how to waltz. Um, and so I was chatting away to, to this uh, friend. And she said, um, oh, yeah, yeah. I, look, I have to go up to, to do my air certification. Do, do you want to just come up on a plane? Okay. And I thought genuinely, I just thought I'd go up and look around and tiny little plane and that in and of itself is cool. But as we're on the, the, the runway, she said, right. Um, so we're going to take off in a minute. So to steer on the ground, you use the, the rudder pedals like that. So just to your feet on you, do just, like, just steer and you want to get us in the middle of this. All right. I'm, um, right. Shove that forward and then pull back. I was like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to do the takeoff. So fuck. Okay. Straight up. And then just just flying around, and and she was like, "You can't really break it." So is um, it like Mario Kart? Is it literally that easy? 
Well, it's it, this. I mean, it's really old. There's, I mean, let's be honest. There's loads of stuff that she'd done beforehand, checklists and oh, yeah, of course, she's, bits and all the bits. So all the, the dad's lap to, to 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 drive the car. Very and, much so. But yeah, the yeah. actual the actual steering and moving bit is yeah. exactly. If you've played any computer game, if you played X Wing, you've got an idea of how to how to move it. So it and yeah, there's subtle variations. Like there's really really bumpy. You're, you're moving about constantly. Um, and there's lo- lots of just variations that you're doing. Um, and like when, when you, when you, when you bank to turn, um, as you do that, if you don't correct it, you just keep going over. And so you've got to kind of be correcting. And also yeah. as you go like that, you end up, you're going forward. So you have to be pulling back carefully at the same time and keeping the right pictures in front of you and you're, you're monitoring your height. And, but it was just, it was so, so good. I was just so, uh, blown away by it great great fun i i definitely recommend it again but but flying a plane was on my list and so that was a cool thing and then uh, I, I had to do it um then the next day i had a, uh, I had another friend who just said that um do you want to do you want to doing anything next Saturday, next sunday do you, you want to go and learn how to lindy hop now imagine like a jive crossed with a charleston and it's that sort of move and so we spent um a few hours on on sunday um, Liverpool Street, learning out well, in the opposite Liverpool Street, learning out to Lindy Hop, and she was quite nervous about it. And so beforehand, we had a, a couple of drinks. Why was she then, nervous? Because she hasn't done stuff like that before. Um, and Could having people sometimes some people don't like other people watching them while they're learning. Oh, okay, right, right. It's right. that that kind of I, I she like invited to take part. Yeah, yeah. So she wanted to do it, but needed a bit of Dutch courage. Um, uh-huh. and so every time, uh, so we'd, we'd basically, you'd learn for 45 minutes and then a 15 minute break. So in every 15 minutes, there was a pub next door. So we popped out and another couple of drinks, went back in, carried on, went down and another couple of drinks and so on through the course of the day. So, um, yeah, I got a lot more relaxed by the end of it. Um, so but it was- how many beverages had you had by the last session? Probably about seven or eight. Pints? No, Jack Daniels. <laughs> that doesn't make much difference. You're just not so bloated. You still be pissed exactly. out. I would be pissed out my brain. <laughs> then went for another couple afterwards, um, and then went up to the Duck and Waffle. Have you ever been there? Try saying that after seven Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yo, no, we had another couple then. Uh, but yeah, up up to the Duck and Waffle, um, which is on the whatever the fiftieth floor of some building on Bishopsgate, and you're overlooking London. And we got there uh, whatever it was six o'clock, and so this was just as the sun was going starting to set over the east, uh, the west of the city, and just sitting there watching. I mean, even if we'd not eaten a damn thing and just drink cocktails, which we did. Um, it would have been stunning, but then you have this this top top draw food, um, and we just had loads of like small plates, like tapasy type stuff. But loads of we basically instead of getting a couple of mates, we just got all the starters and just sat and worked our way through the starters, watching the sun go down over London and the the shade go down and the lights come up, and then the, you got the nightlife of London in front of you, bloody glorious. Oh, so that was a really really good weekend. Bringing it back. Two though, you made a list. Yep. You talked about it. Yep. And this is, and I know you don't really believe in all this sort of stuff, but this is the law of attraction, Glenn. This is when you 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 create what you think about most of the time. Oh, so that I believe in. 
that oh, way, you just I'm, I'm down with the higher force. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not down with me just believing it. And so it happens. No, me believing it and thinking about it, like you say, means that I do something about it. I talk about it. I think about it. I make it happen. I speak to a friend who happens to be a sailor who then can also say, oh, yeah, I'll take you on a sailing race and took me around on, on my like the first time I ever stepped on a fucking sailing boat was when he took me to compete in a sailing race. Uh, you, you make you talk about things and things happen. So if, for example, on my list, and it sh- I would add it to my list if I was going to add anything. Um, I wanted to firewalk. I now know you are talking about potentially going and sorting out some firewalking. Yes, we are. It's it's uh, it's in the pipeline. The team super dad. I'd, well, the only thing that's not quite sure is whether we're going to do it just as like a one evening event, or we're going to do it as a like a retreat, like a, mm-hmm. a, a three day thing with with firewalking and empowerment and, and barbecues. But, but that's the sort of thing. I, I that's something that would be in the back of my. I I want to do this. Um, like I, I one I haven't worked out how I'm going to do yet. And so, if any of our listeners are involved in this world. This is going to be probably the hardest one for me to do. I want to get my name included on the credits of a film that's released in a cinema. So it can't just be something like local or TV or something. Oh, like I, I know people that can do that for you. Not like I can, not like I'll get your finger, like I'll get you a toe. Um, yeah. Yeah. I and I, I'm not, I'm not talking about, obviously I'm not going to be a star. I'm not going to act or anything like that, but. Well, I can, but I'm not going to because I'm not, you know, a fucking cinema film. A backup but fluffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Assistant T-stirrers, mate, I don't care. It's just got to be on a proper movie release in a proper cinema. I want my name somewhere in the credits. And with, with some of these credits that take like nine minutes long, there must be a role for me somewhere that I can squeeze my name onto. So that's that's one of the trickier ones on my list. Well, do you know what? People who know about this stuff might say, no, not really. All you've got to do is edit a couple of flipping bits of CGI. Exactly. I don't some I, place in Soho that does CGI for cartoons. And there you go. And Second. everything is easy when you know how to do it. And I don't know how to do that one. Just like I don't know how to do a backflip. And that's on my list. Um, and all these little things that I just don't know. I don't know how to ride a motorbike. I want to learn how to ride a motorbike. I've never ridden a motorbike in your life. In my life. No, I mean, I've gone back and forward outside one of my house, my old house or my brother's one once. What do you want to do? You want to, you want to, you want to go scrambling around some woods or you want to ride around? I'd I'd like to actually get uh, an ass up head down bike to be able to use it for commuting and shit. Oh, they're two different things. You so first of all, have you ridden a motorbike for fun? No, 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 never. I mean, I've I've I hired a moped in India for for a week, and that's the closest I've got. I oh, see that could qualify as a motorbike, uh, but you, what are you saying? But it didn't go fast enough. Not quite. No, enough and change. also, also, yeah, it, it's it's just a just a kind of a, a, a throttle one. There's no. Oh, you want to do the gears and all that sort of jazz? Yeah, I want to. I want to know how to do it. So in a zombie apocalypse, I've got that skill in my back pocket. Okay, I had a motorbike when I was a kid, like a trial bike. So you like you mm-hmm. pull the clutch down, tow up. Curious fact: friend of mine from university, Dan Watson, um, he won or came second. Not quite as exciting, but he won or came second. Do you remember that TV program, Kickstart, with the trial oh, bike? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big up to Dan Watson, uh, runner-up or even winner of uh, Kickstart nineteen eighty-seven, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so, okay. 
So you, so you want to, so we got, but it's like it's a kind of qualifier thing. It's going to be a motorbike. You're going to change gears and you want to like rag race around on it. I, I want to do my CBT or whatever it is. The, the one where you pass it and you can ride a motorbike on the streets. Yeah, I went and did. This is a weird memory. I went to some place in like North London and did a, did a mm-hmm. day's motorbike riding to get like a, to get a provisional so I could yep. get a moped but then didn't even get a moped. So, but, um, yeah, you do that. Well, that's an easy one. It is. All of these are doable in some way, shape or form. You just got to think about what do I want to do? What would, what would be fun and interesting to do? And that it might be a bungee jump. It might be learning a language. It might be learning a guitar or, or doing something. Oh, Paul. Uh, so you want to learn the guitar as well? Yes, of course I do. So Paul, team super dad, OCR colleague and, best friend uh to to the stars including yourself and i uh he's a guitar teacher amazing see if this sort of conversation that and you know what else is bloody annoying he can also do the rubik cube <laughs> see I, perfect paul i'm gonna i'm gonna give you buy some more beers for you make you some more ribs so we could have a challenge to do the rubik cube by christmas maybe do you know it's not actually that hard because- it's, it's just oh, yeah it's like, i think it's one of the things when you learn a technique then you can no, do it there's two ways one is like the kasparov official kind of you know pure way and then the other way is a bit of a cheat where it's these three moves and you just have to mm-hmm. keep repeating them and then the, and the thing's done but That's if something's stupid but it works and it ain't stupid yeah these are all things that could help you like so you're going to put the blog to sleep but you're going to crank up the like super dude super boyfriend <laughs> skill set so like so when, when you're going to a prospective date and she says oh what i really like is creative people and you say oh yeah i can paint with my toes i can well, do the thing the you've seen you've, you've can, seen you've seen that i do painting yep. so i've done that I, you I, you know i can cook i can uh repair clothes i can mix cocktails um so it's all it's skill-based stuff and so um on thursday with some people at work again i was chatting about things at work um and we've got an office down in bristol so i'm gonna gonna go down to bristol meet all the people in the office because it and because and i said i mentioned oh last time i was in bristol i ended up going out to um to a salsa club with a load of local government people the the leader of seven oaks council and me were dancing the salsa until sort of 3 a.m and, and and I'd love to learn it more because I want to learn how to do salsa again. And one of my team just said, you do realise I'm I'm a, like a, a salsa instructor in my spare time. So when we go out on Thursday. And then she went. And then she salsa went, club. She like her whole cozy and she sashayed across the across the roof. Like along but, came Polly. You know the famous movie? Yeah, but, but she is absolutely a, a salsa instructor. So we're going to go uh, salsa dancing on Thursday as a team. Um, and yes, I'm not going to learn all of it on Thursday, but I still remember some of the moves. And so hopefully I'll be able to step up a gear and just get a little bit better with the piano and the guitar and all that. I don't need, I don't, I'm never going to dedicate myself to being it like absolutely superb. I just want to be able to do it well enough. So I don't look stupid if I was to sit down at piano and I'd have a couple of songs that I could play with some degree of competence. Same with guitar. I'd love to know it, but I'm not going to be dedicated. I'm not going to be spending hours and hours and hours every single night doing it. It's just three songs. And exactly. a before. It's three songs and yes. a Christmas number. So you've actually got four, but you need to have a Christmas number in there as, as well. Because yep. no one wants to hear more than three songs. Even if you can play them, step away, let someone else have a go. 
and uh, and it's, if it's Christmas, of course, you've got to you've got to throw in a little. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Are oh, you going to sing and play, or are you just going to? Uh, play? Hey, we'll start with one skill, and then we'll build from there. But yeah, all it, all <laughs> okay. these things like the banjo and the drum and the <laughs> <laughs> one man band. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah so i'm i'm uh and uh, don't get me wrong i've got these 50 things and i'm working through them but if another opportunity comes up that actually sounds quite cool then i'm definitely going to do it okay so th- this is the this is the context basically because my bucket list is not quite as not, doesn't it's not as rounded as a story like that and uh the bucket list is in module four of the, well, module five, actually, of the uh, Hero Academy, the whole fun section. Like, how do you have more fun in life? How do you make life more exciting and and something you look forward to uh, on a day-to-day basis as well as a year-to-year basis? And uh, and so uh, so Rubik's Cube, let's do. Guitar, let's talk to Paul. Firewalking, it's happening. Um, And... uh, uh, let's, let's do all these things. If you're interested in firewalking or if interested in any of these challenges, we could join in. We'd have a little uh, Zoom guitar, be like a kumbaya type, type <laughs> 50, 50 team super dad group members all doing a, um, we are sailing. That must be quite an easy one, isn't it? A couple of chords. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but that's just reminded me, uh, Boise died as well this week. Boise from Only Fools and Horses. If, if you're listening to this and don't know what Only Fools and Horses is, then just ask Google. But uh, <laughs> classic of UK comedy, and he's one of the main main stars. He must. How old, how old was he? He must be in his eighties, probably as well. Yeah, probably. Well, that's the thing. There's this whole generation of of people who, um, I would say, our, even our parents grew up watching the David Jasons of this world, um, who are now the, the kind of breakout tv stars when tv became much more popular as a, on a regular basis yeah and they're all just old and passing away it's like um like music stars there's a whole bracket of music stars the hilton johns and stevie Wonder, tina, well. tina turns all these people who are they, they're you know era defining but they're getting on and so yeah, if you can not. see them if you can see them see them because they're not going to last much longer no I, I I don't think I'm ever going to get over not seeing Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. We we were in bed last night. Bit of no, we weren't. I was. Of, uh, no, I want to refute this. Not yourself and I, the good lady and I. Do you know? I still find it funny to talk about. I've got a girlfriend because yeah, I went I six years. I went six years without a girlfriend, which my mates still laugh about. But it was an appropriate amount of time to reset the clock. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Uh, I don't think I'd recommend it, but it was it actually was it's kind of healthy in in a number of ways. It's probably conversation for another podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, six years. So we were in bed last night. Uh, bit of bit of Aretha Franklin, and the album that I put on. It's been an album I've been listening to since I was like fifteen, and it just goes through me. It's just like she does a version of. Bridge over troubled waters. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, dead now. Brown bread. So not going to see her. Gutted yeah. about that. I kept looking for like festivals that she was going to turn up at. But when she got old, she only ever played the Toronto Jazz Festival or something like that. Yeah. Sadly. Or sang at Obama um, or something like that. You know, where you, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to get into well, that. I did run 
for president, but I never made it through the flipping <laughs> regionals. So, so that went out the window as well. <laughs> dear, dear Miss, dear Miss Franklin, I've recently been elected to the uh, uh, <laughs> chair of the Old Maidstonians uh, Grammar School former pupils. Uh, I wondered if you'd like hey, to you come to my inauguration. Don't, ask, don't get, you know. <laughs> Don't ask, don't get. I have drilled that into my kids. And now, now they're doing it. My, my boy said to me at the weekend, well, don't ask, don't get, right? And I was like, <laughs> damn right, boy. Yeah, but uh, you're still not having ice cream. No. Oh, well, no, I've made a monster out of my daughter because I've told her since they were kids, make it happen. Don't moan, make it happen. Don't don't give me your flipping blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Tell me why you want to do it and tell me why it's a good idea. Then I've got a little, I've got almost zero wiggle room because you've told me why you want to do it and you've told me why it's a good idea. So almost, unless I've got some barnstorming no, I, I probably haven't. So it just ends up being a yes. <laughs> got to be careful. Uh, you got, got Don't dole out those yeses too frequently, otherwise they'll get used to it. Oh, I know, but that's... Oh. I like... I like the... I You know, like we talked about this before, but it's sunny today, Daddy. Can we go to the beach? I'm like... Fuck it, yeah. Let's go to the beach. Oh, no, that's a nice one. Yeah, yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. So, what's, what, 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 what are you, what are you advising? I watch out for on the yes list. Uh, I would say uh, it's half an hour before bedtime, and they want to put a movie on on a school night. <laughs> no, okay, no, I got that. Yeah, I agree. What about one more episode? A twenty uh, twenty-five no, minute but, episode, and it's fifteen minutes. No, before bed. It, it, if, if it's if you can fit it in on time, maybe if they're being behaved well, or ten minutes, fifteen minutes either side, that's fine. Um, but no, bedtime is bed, bedtime is absolutely sacrosanct. Get that I get that drilled in so that um, there's no arguments. It's 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 no. And then if I ever say yes, then it's kind of an absolute bonus. Yeah. Well, when thing, I was at it's your, not an expectation. We were recording the wrap up face to face. We would have been mm-hmm. tonight, actually, perfect night tonight. But uh, I've had this is actually my fourth hour on this seat with these headphones and this microphone on. <laughs> um but yeah when i was at yours and you were like ding 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 nine fifteen, and they all just went yes captain and and gave you a kiss off to bed i was like mm-hmm. damn yeah they, there's just no <laughs> arguments you know they, they 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 can they can say what they want but they know they're not going to win well you have got four so that's kind of that's kind of part. Yeah. I guess it's it's that, it's that, part. That. It's it's it's. It, I know, I'm I'm not saying my way is right. I'm saying my way definitely works for me. <clears throat> and that way, if I do let them do anything else, I'm the hero. Um, but they know that it, it's it's quite simple. It's quite quite straightforward. This is what's happening. Go do it. And they've learned that it's just not not worth the hassle. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Super nanny. Mm-hmm. She she would be applauding you right now. Oh, well done. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Well done. Um, uh, Princess Beatrice has had a baby. Yeah, talking about kids. She's like 18th in line to the throne now. Obviously, her father has slightly soiled the uh, royal uh, lineage down her side. But uh, she generally looks a pretty happy young lady. Her her fella looks like a dude. He looks like... Well, I guess guess she can be. She's, She's got no cares in her world you know she hasn't got any responsibilities in terms of the throne um she seems like a very level-headed young lady yeah she hasn't got to worry about money no so and 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 just don't marry a plonker or a pedo (laughs) um 
and keep yeah, smiling. Break that, break, break that family tradition. <laughs> <laughs> the plonker side of things legally. That's what I was going for. Oh yeah, uh, good one. Ale- alleged like plonkers. He looks like a cross between um, who's the British actor that does does. Um, um, you're not oh. narrowing it down much here. It no, no, that's like um, um, Harry M. Fields. No, Danny no, Dyer. Harry, the 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 the, flo- the, the posh guy, the, the posh guy, the 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 did the Greece thing with the island and the three dads and um, <coughs> who was oh, the one? Not not Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Uh, yeah, Hugh yeah. Grant? Oh, okay. yeah. It's like a cross. The Princess Beatrice's husband. It's like a cross between Hugh Grant and um, and Piers Bronson. Latter day Hugh Grant is sexy as fuck, I've got to say. Yeah. He's grown into his uh, style. I think About a Boy was a turning point for him. It's amazing how a hairstyle can totally fundamentally change somebody's look. Oh, I don't know. He says, Isn't About a Boy written by a gooner? Might have been. Might have been. Um, yeah, Nick Hornby. Oh, yeah, it would be. Uh, but if you, if, you, you know, if you hold your nose through it, it's actually a superb film. And one of my favourite movie soundtracks of all time, written by uh, Badly Drawn Boy. Good knowledge. He did all the music for the whole thing. And uh, and, and the, the soundtrack for About a Boy is a complete album of music. That If you just listen to it as an album, it's superb. And then obviously it's a background for a, music, for a movie and it works brilliantly. I, I really recommend it. There's a couple of really good, like, amazing tracks on it. Um, uh, there's one called uh, Minor Incidents, I think it's called, right towards the end of it. And it's just this him and a guitar, well worth doing. So last week I gave you some tips for, for new music. This is music tips from 2002. Didn't we have a conversation a couple of weeks ago about top movie soundtracks? Right Didn't we have a conversation about about yeah, last, uh, last week? Last, last week, week top yeah, movie yeah, yeah. soundtracks. So if you are listening, we get get over. Let you can do it on my page, Glenn's page, teamsuperdad.com forward slash group. We want to we want to build this list out. We the I got an awesome response to the top comedy uh, post. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a list of top comedies to watch. I'm pretty certain from all the feedback, Blazing Saddles is, I think it's going in at number one, basically Blazing Saddles. I mean, it is a classic. Um, I'm not, I still feel like Life of Brian can't be I I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's perfect in every single way. It is true. That is another, that is right up there. I watched, here comes the planes, trains, and automobiles segue. I did watch planes, trains, and automobiles with the kids the other day. Like, this is brilliant. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. You're going to love it. It's got the guy in from Uncle Buck. It's like, you know, it's a story, but it's also funny. And it, and it was really nice movie still, but I didn't, I didn't, maybe obviously because I'd seen it before or something, but maybe the kind of the jokes didn't quite hit, but or maybe because I'm now a similar age to what the characters are in the movie, maybe the sort of the underplot was a little bit more kind of touched. It's, a bit, touched the yeah, nerve. it's, a, bit, it's a bit more drama than comedy in some ways, even though it's not a drama, it's, it's more, more realistic and it's more because you've got, um, do you want to talk through it for, for people who haven't seen the movie? Cause not okay, everybody yeah, has so, seen that movie. Uh, uh, <laughs> Del Griffiths, right? I can't even remember the other guy's 
name. Uh, he's uh, so Dale Griffith and Steve Martin. John, yeah, Steve, John, Steve Martin, John, John Candy Martin. and Steve Martin are the two characters. John Hughes is the director, and they're they're in New York and they've got to get back to Chicago because it's Thanksgiving. And basically, the Steve Martin character is sort of high flying exec, uh, kind of a little bit highly strung. And then Dale Griffith is the down to earth shower ring traveling salesman. And um, so they're like chalk and cheese, basically. And they're thrown together in this ridiculous plot whereby every mode of transport that they get on to get home either breaks down, gets cancelled or some other like disaster. And and pretty much every time Steve Martin's character uh, uh, happens upon a new way to get home, it goes wrong. And then Dale Griffith, the John Candy character, turns up and sort of saves the day. So it's got that classic bit where they're in the same bed together and they're like, where's your other hand between two pillows? They're not pillows. <laughs> Maybe my kids are a little bit too young to, 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 but, un- but I this, it, it's an example of a thing called uh, the head, the hedonic treadmill. And so this is a, a principle basically, which it, which says once you've uh, obtained happiness, that becomes your new norm, your new baseline. And so the only way to kind of feel the same level of happiness is to step forward on the treadmill and, and get the next level and get the next level. So you're always, as soon as you start saying still, it just gets less and less good. And it's, it's with movies like that, that you've seen, you've seen it years ago and you've probably seen it a few times and it's comfortable, but it hasn't got that impact, that, that shock, that amusement, because you, you know, the jokes, you know, what's coming up next. And as well-crafted as it is, is no life of Brian. And so you, you kind of, you, the, your baseline level for that is just lowered for a bit. Whereas your kids, they're stepping on a treadmill for the first time. They're going to see it and enjoy it at the same level. You enjoyed it the first time you watched it. Yeah. There is some curious psychological stuff going on here because American pie. Still bloody funny. Cream. Uh, yeah, I've not. Bit I've rude. I've deliberately not seen it for years and years and years because I want to rewatch it again um, and have that same shock. So I've got to forget loads of it. And of course, we've spoken about the fact that we're now older than Stifler's mum. So um, that's going to change it. I'm going to be yeah. identifying more What's with Eugene two? Levy's character. How old's number two, the boy? How, how old's who, sorry? Keris's. Oh, so I've got a uh, well, 17 now, 17, yeah. 14, going on 15 next month. Okay. And that's the boy, isn't he? So, so, yeah. um, so he's kind of ready. He's like, he's, he's ready Almost. for American Pie, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think it is a, is it a 15 or an 18? No, 15. It's got to be 15. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it for years and years, but, um, you're talking porkies. <laughs> porkies. Do you remember yeah, when you were a kid and you watched Porkies? Yeah, that, <laughs> that is a different <laughs> level of, it's not through the shower hole. <laughs> It had a mole on it. It had a mole on it. <laughs> God, that's bringing back memories. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's brilliant. What is it? Uh, da, da. It's uh, released, American Pie released 99. So it's 18 going on 19. So I was very much in the, the sweet spot of who, who it was being aimed at. And it is a, well, obviously it's a comedy, but what's the ratings? Where is IMDb? saying uh da, 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 15 it's a 15 yeah oh yeah not an 18 though 
But um, yeah, it's it's a genius bit, it, and it is it is amazing. It is deliciously funny, and I will definitely not be watching it in the company of my children for their oh, benefit, not for mine. Yeah, but if you saved it for this long, no, no, go another year and it'll be fifteen, perfect. Yeah, but for sure, their 15, benefit, they'll... fifteen. You got to be trying to get in when you're fourteen. Do you remember when you do you remember when we were kids and back in the day, and you're like, queue up. How old are you? Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> no you're not what year, then, what year were you born uh 1958 oh, i forget <laughs> what the first 15 I, I know whatever the first 15 i was uh, whatever the first 15 i saw was i'd previously been turned away from other 15s and you have to do the walk of shame back mm-hmm. back down yeah, that's, that's never that's never nice um but i was i was quite a young looking lad as well so um i was always in, always in a bit of trouble until i got my first bit of id that that kind of looked right um it was, did it say yeah. did it say um it, it didn't have an age on it <laughs> <laughs> my boy last week he went to secondary school for the first time so the day before he went he had to test out his cash card and he he did the walk of shame basically put the cash card in didn't work and then panicked and he was buying uh the the item that he chose to buy his first ever item paid for with the debit card, like mm-hmm. chip, chip and pin, whatever, was a carton of uh, pineapple slices. So, uh, <laughs> forevermore, pineapple is now tainted with that experience <laughs> of, of complete shame. And clearly, it wasn't complete shame. But when you're 12 and you're imagining yourself at that till for the first mm-hmm. time, unaccompanied, yeah. putting the card in, thinking, is it going to work? Am I going to do it? This is happening like, like a shag basically, but he didn't stick it in. <laughs> Turns <laughs> out he didn't stick right. it in hard enough. And, yeah, uh, press the button, right, right buttons. Yeah. And then, and then basically panicked, grabbed the card and, and left. So, so then he, then he went back later. Oh, this is like, this got a lot of uh, sexual metaphors. In, <laughs> blimey. Well, I, I was at, this is, I'm going to pick my words carefully here, right? But so I was having sex the other night. And yeah, it occurred right, to rub me, it in, whatever. <laughs> it occurred to me whilst we're having sex that, like, I'm thinking about how's it going, mm. right? And then, so then, you know, like you get the little voice in your head, and you know, like, it's like, a, it's like a movie, basically. So I'm like, how, how am I doing? I didn't even say, how am I doing? Because is that a question you ask? Here's you the thing. It's one of those things where uh, if I'm in a room and I notice a clock ticking, I could have been in that room for an hour and I wouldn't have noticed. But as soon as I've noticed it, I can't not notice the ticking. And I think it's the same when you're having sex. Until you think that moment of self-awareness, um, it's, you're just in a flow. And it's you're in a flow state and everything's working and it's all good. But as soon as you think it, that's it. You you, you can't stop thinking. You can't you can't un- unthink it. Because then yeah. you're thinking, I wanna I wanna unthink this thought. And you guys, well, you can't unthink a thought. Yeah, I can. No, in fact, and then another voice pops up goes, Would you two shut up? Because I'm busy here, like we're having yep. some fun. <laughs> it's like have I you just... seen that, that that kid's movie, uh Inside Out? Yes. Where you've got all the little voices in that's all the exactly little emotions and things. On. And sometimes, yeah, some of them are asleep and then they'll wake up and that's it. Once they're awake, 
they're going to be talking and they're going to be doing their thing. And you just want to put them back to say, just, just put them away, get them doing something else and just get back into that flow. Yeah, state. So in the, in the, <laughs> in the bawdy version of inside out, right. There are extra characters. Yeah. Okay. So in the, in the extra character. So, so, so you've got uh, anger, you've got fear, and now we're adding horny. Um, yeah, so, and he's going to be like, <laughs> who's, he's going to be like the ponytail guy from the 80s porn, Ron <laughs> Woodsman. <laughs> no, not Ron Swanson. You're talking about, uh, oh, the, 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 the fat old guy who's now getting done for rape. What? Um, yeah. Uh, oh, God, what's his name? You've annoyed me now. I can't remember his name. But the guy I'm thinking of is the woodsman, the the guy who. Like, You're could, thinking about Ron Swanson from Ron Parks Swanson. and Rec. No, who's the who's the porn star that could have like legend had it? He could keep a hard on for like eight hours. I think. There are people listening to this, screaming at their headphones, going, "He's called Ron Jeremy." Ron Jeremy. There you go. Right. So. So in our bawdy version of Inside Out, there is an additional characters, right? And he's got, and he's, <laughs> he looks like, no, that doesn't really, he looks a bit sleazy. Anyway, that same person is going, he's going like, how do you, like, are you, are you, are you a good shagger? Are you not a good shagger? Like, obviously you get to the end of it and you think, okay, well, that was bloody lovely. And, and she seems happy and, and, I, and everything's going good. We're still together six months and everything's good, but it is, it is, and the reason I'm bringing this up is like, what what kind of communication should go on between people? Like, you cook dinner, don't you? Say nice dinner, thanks very much. Do you like do you like do you like gravy on your chicken? Like like you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst euphemism in the world. <laughs> there should be so, lots and lots of communication. Um, it really should be open because at the end of the day, no one should be lying or hiding anything because. The other person isn't going to stumble across this shit by accident. You have to talk about what you like and what you don't like. And it's something I would recommend. The only way, the only possible way of doing this is to spend some time without them around, just with a mirror um, and just, or not even just, just to yourself, talk about what you like. Everything to do with sex. Because if you can't tell, say it aloud with your own voice in your own words without them around, you're never going to be able to say it. Oh, yeah, like a personal shame. Like you have. Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a good tip. I like this. Uh, I don't like I like it when you do this. I don't like it when you do that. Um, I like doing this to you. That sort of thing. Even write it down. As weird as this might sound, like write it down, because Mm -hmm. then when you come to say it to someone, there's an uncomfortableness where your brain just shuts down and goes, well, I got And you go, I got nothing to say. But if you've you've taken it, chance to write it down beforehand, then you can say to someone, I know this sounds a bit weird, but I think it'd be good if we could have like an open thing about this. And because then you're not worrying about what to say, then you can work on how to say it. If once you know what you want to say, then you can play around yourself with how am I going to bring this up or how could I say this if I could say it nicely like this or am I going to say it mid-act? I want to do that. Um, that's a different sort of thing. But you have to know what you want, what you like, and fucking be okay with that. Yeah, I think you should bring it up outside of sex. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, so then it then it's like we can talk about it and it be an easy conversation. Like, oh, not really. Yeah, okay, maybe we'll try. And then during, then also, it should then become something actually quite fun. Like, like there shouldn't be like Definitely. some really big seriousness about it. It should be like, oh my god, that let's try it then, shall we? And that was 
Okay, that and one, one, it didn't work. I liked it. I didn't like it. It's... Yeah, one, one thing you could do is have a sex jar um, and on little slips of paper, one oh, thing, and some of them could be absolutely normal. Oh, that's a bit weird, but yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> some of these slips of paper you can write on just normal sex, um, that sort of thing, or really basic stuff. And then you can add a couple of ones which actually are quite different or you'd like to try. And then once a week, uh, you, you, dip, you dip into the sex jar, pick something out, and it could just be something pretty standard and, and like at normal, or it could be something a little bit different. And you can say, right, okay, tonight we're going to do this. All right, let's talk about this now. Let's go away, have a think, and then tonight when we when we when we catch up, let's give it a go. Yeah, I. This is you got to imagine like, if you've been in a relationship a long time. There's a lot of subjects like this where you haven't said what you wanted for bloody years. Mm. I, th- and and fact, you, I, I think it's, you're pissed it's away. Like, it's, she never listens to me. You go, well, you never mm. talk to her or, or vice it's versa. It's so, so much more challenging for those who have been in relationships for a long time to do this yeah. because you've got into your routines and, and, and it's like, oh, okay, what's prompted this? How are you unhappy? Why are you bringing this up now? And all this sort of stuff, which is why it's so important if you get the opportunity to do so with a new partner, to do it from the start, to have these conversations relatively early on and start down that journey together. So you're both on that journey rather than it's just being something that one of you plonks in because that, that can be quite tricky. You you still should. You absolutely should because you've only got one life. And let's be honest, you could get hit in the dick by a truck tomorrow and never have sex again. And you're going to regret it if you haven't done all the things that you wanted to do. So Start having those conversations, start doing the things because you're damn sure yeah. that you've got a list means she's got a list she's as good. well. And if your list has got loads of weird stuff on, run it past your mates first. <laughs> um, I'd like to distance myself from that. Because, <laughs> you know what? There are, there are some things that <laughs> just for the humor factor. <laughs> okay, just there's. <laughs> There's a reason why Johnny's mates are called Simon, Paul, and Nipple Clamps. Um, Nicknames stick. Okay. For the record, that was not officially uh, (laughs) Super Dad coaching. Okay. But uh, no, no, jokes aside, like (laughs) if you've got some out, if you've got some really out there stuff, you might want to find someone, I don't know. You know, in uh, going back to what the long came Polly, uh, uh, his mate goes, oh yeah, when, when you're having sex, slap her on the ass and tell her to say, <laughs> slap her on the ass and say, I'm your daddy. <laughs> so, cause he hasn't had sex for ages. So halfway through, through, through the act, he slaps her on the ass and says, I'm your daddy. To which she just stops and goes, did you just say I'm your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm your daddy. Blimey. But you never know. You never know. She might be really into that sort of shit. And you don't know I, unless you have the conversation and unless you try it. Yeah. And, and the fact that like, we're laughing about it now, what could be better in your relationship, new or longstanding, to have a laugh with each other? Mm-hmm. And like, it doesn't mean you're going to have to do it. But if you can say, I know it's weird, but I bought this adult nappy off of Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is fucking weird. 
<laughs> or what that you is... can do as well as as an there, there are loads and loads and loads of games out there there's loads there's like wall charts where you scratch off at the position of the week oh there's yeah games where you have dice where you do so you can just say look i've i've i've, I've heard about this thing um uh and and look, I've, I've got this thing do you want to should we should we just give it a try and that gives you an excuse to start the conversation to do some things which are a little bit a little bit kinky but not too bad and then you can have that conversation. It breaks that ice as such. I, I have seen those board games um, on uh, like, what's it called? Love Honey or, what, or whatever. Actually, I'll tell you the truth. I bought one of those board games. <laughs> <laughs> I bought one of those board games and uh, and uh, it was my wife at the time, actually. She did not uh, think it was as much fun as I did. So. Sadly, never got played. Well, but, again, this is another reason why you're happier now. Yeah. But point being, as we wrap up the wrap up is uh, like this should be a subject, but especially sex, that if you don't talk about it, find a way to talk about it. And if you think it's really serious, then start laughing about it. Because one way or another, your if your sex life is more fun slash funny slash we're enjoying it, we're... Mm-hmm getting to know each other again we're falling back in love and there's passion all of a sudden other areas of your life start to look a little more jolly and happy you'll be a better dad you'll be more positive going into work like there's a a, a, like a feel-good factor that not even only about sex but flipping fix the person you wake up with and go to bed with like if that's not working then it's very unlikely that any other area of your life can be working very well yeah just just like the the 50 things the more you talk about it the the more likely you are to get some of them done same with sex <laughs> uh should i get the nappy out <laughs> <laughs> fuck the nappy all right i've told you 50 times <laughs> i don't care if it's your birthday i'm not <laughs> your ass with that on <laughs> <laughs> yeah and on that note thanks for joining me glenn it's been a lot of fun it has it has indeed and uh yeah yeah looking forward to uh, looking forward to talking about salsa dancing next week yeah and listen we're going to get the bucket list on the go uh ruby's cube guitar and firewalking we're gonna we i reckon we can tick those off before christmas let's do it yeah uh this has been the team super dad wrap up if you are not subscribed yet to this podcast, well, get it sorted. Teamsuperdad.com forward slash get podcast. And that will take you straight there and you can subscribe. Give us a review, pass it around and uh, generally um, spread the word. We're, we're having a lot of fun helping dads be the best version of themselves for themselves, first of all, and then for the people they love most. I'll see you next week, Glenn. Team Superdad out. This has been Team Super Dad. Find us at TeamSuperDad.com. Join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad. <laughs>